What's going on guys? This is Gary. Today is the 2nd of July. Hope everybody's doing well. Game week 32 plus literally just ended and what a win it was for Manchester City. Well, it doesn't cure the, the hurt, uh, the wounds from Liverpool winning the title this season. I'm sure that at least momentarily this 4-0 win must have felt pretty good. It was just an absolutely dominating effort by the citizens. So um, as a Man City supporter myself, uh, <clears throat> was happy to see that. But anyway, it's still congrats to Liverpool. Um, without a doubt, um, deserve to win the title this season. Just absolutely dominant. While City was dominant in this particular game, <clears throat> Liverpool were dominant pretty much the entire season. <clears throat> but some interesting questions now posed in my mind, and I'm probably not the only FPL manager with similar questions of, <clears throat> when is the right time to jump off the Liverpool train? Is there a right time? Uh, do we ride it all the way to the end of the season, or uh, are we getting off at the next stop? And I, I go both ways. Uh, we in our team, Josh and my team, um, we own Alexander Arnold and Salah, and... I don't know. I mean, you know, it's one of those uh, FOMO things where we will regret if we get rid of them. We will regret getting rid of them at some point. But that can be said about just about any FPL asset, right? I mean, how many people maybe thought about bringing Foden in this week and this week, or um, or Aubameyang? Uh, maybe he got rid of Aubameyang because he was in horrible form. Going to this game week, maybe thought about bringing in St. Maximin and didn't for whatever reason. And, you know, all of them had fantastic game weeks. And, of course, there's others. And then <clears throat> there's folks like us who uh, captained Rashford, and we saw, saw how much uh, that did for us. So, you know, captaincy, getting the captaincy right this weekend was everything. It really was. Um, and it pretty much came down to... Uh, a bombing, really. That was the one, at least for us, that that hurt our rank the most. So, um, you know, but a bombing, barring any unusual incidents, he's just not a player that, honestly, that enters my mind uh, when looking to manage my team. And maybe, maybe that's wrong. You know, for the last couple of game weeks, it kind of proved right. And actually, they played. They've played three games since the restart because they had a double game week at the very beginning. Um, and it was proven right for three matches. And then of course suffered the consequences of that decision. Finally this game week, but we're still inside the top 30. We were right at 20 K and even dipped our toe below into 18 something, 19 something temporarily. <clears throat> and uh, so that's gone. But um, plenty more opportunities. But anyway, back to the the Liverpool player situation. I think what we will see is a somewhat steady drop in ownership of those players. So, whereas, you know, six, seven games ago, not owning Salah or Mane, at least one of them, and not owning Alexander-Arnold specifically, was just FPL suicide pretty much. 
now it's a little less. Uh, <clears throat> you know, ownership for um, for Sala was a little less this game week. Um, you know, the the effective ownership, especially of managers in the top 10K, seemed a little bit lighter, <clears throat> and also had something to do with the fact that a lot of people didn't captain him in the top 10K too. So, <clears throat> but you know, his level of influence as an FPL asset um, seems to be dipping. And I'd imagine the same is true for Mane. I haven't looked. <clears throat> it looked like it was for Alexander-Arnold, too. So um, if if you're sort of on the fence and the only thing that's stopping you is that, that FOMO, that fear of missing out on, you know, a haul of some sort, I think you gotta got to look at sort of what makes you most comfortable. And if you're feeling it, and you think their time is right, then um, then go for it. Because owning or not owning Sala and Mane and Alexander-Arnold this game week meant that you could have players that, uh, that maybe did something because these guys collectively didn't do jack. I don't think uh, Alexander-Arnold had a point. So you've got, <clears throat> what, four points among the three of them today, uh, this game week. And, you know, that's a lot of money eaten up in your budget for players for three players that earned you four points. So <clears throat> definitely food for thought. Now, who would I replace um, Sala with? Well, Sterling seems to be coming into form, although he, I'm still a little, little skittish on him. Um, had Mares started, and I'm almost certain he will start, the next game, and we'll talk about upcoming fixtures in a minute. Um, <clears throat> he is definitely Mares and Sterling, to some degree, definitely on our watch list. Um, Sun hasn't impressed me enough to have me say, "Oh my God, I gotta get that guy." Um, you know, could happen sooner than later, may not happen at all. <clears throat> and that's part of this too, is you know, just being comfortable with your decisions because. How many people could say, oh, man, I I transferred out Aubameyang and I regret that decision or, you know, I knew I should have captained Ings or whatever the case may be. And that's the hindsight that is so prevalent in FPL. So, you know, it took us a while to kind of get to that point. Josh is better at it than me, but um, don't let it eat you up. But anyway, impressive performance. Um, some really impressive performances – this game week, and I won't list everyone, um, but off the top of my head, certainly Ings uh, with a brace. Um, he is he is performing well above his expected goals. So, you know, um, if you look at the data, that makes me a little bit nervous because at some point things sort of fall back to the mean, meaning that um, that gap between expected goals and actual goals starts to narrow, and, and it usually happens in favor of things trending back towards expected goals, which means that um, that his, uh, his actual goals will likely start to drop. So <clears throat> just some thoughts on that. Whereas you look at Calvert-Lewin, and he's had, you know, among the highest up until this game week, highest uh, touches in the box, shots in the box, I think, just shots on goal in general. Um, so, you know, but his, 
his uh, he's not anywhere near probably what his expected goal should be. So um, look at the data. And I'll say this, and let me say that this is not a sales pitch of any sort, really. Um, I've always wanted access to OptiData. Um, and if you don't know, OptiData is <clears throat> or the the statistics, official statistics provider, data provider, whatever you want to call them, to the Premier League. So they compile all this stuff, all the expected goals, expected assists, big chances created, big chances, you know, um, all of that kind of stuff. Uh, minutes played, you name it. And, you know, through fantasyfootballhub.co.uk, <clears throat> excuse me, um, you can have access to all of that opt data information, plus lots of other stuff like a player comparison uh, tool. And uh, you've, you've seen us, if you go to the Let's Talk Soccer Instagram page, you've seen us post some of that stuff. <clears throat> anyway, if you go to our Instagram page, or you could even go to our Facebook or Twitter pages, but most people know us on Instagram, <clears throat> um, click our link and you will get uh, seven, a free trial of seven days. So that's at least probably a couple of game weeks included in there. And I think I want to say it's uh, a significant amount of money. I don't know exactly what it is, but a significant amount of money off uh, of a monthly <clears throat> excuse me, subscription uh, and annual subscription even to Fantasy Football Hub. So I recommend trying it out. <clears throat> Sign up for the trial. If you hate it, you can cancel it uh, before that, and you know, no harm, no foul. Um, but you might love it, um, and I am certainly, especially after watching an interview, a recent interview with Magnus Carlson, who is the number one chess player in the world, and at times this season has been the number one, held the number one spot in FPL, and I'm not sure where he is now. He was sort of in the the mid-teens the last time I checked, but clearly this guy knows his stuff. And as you might expect from a chess champion, um, he's very sort of analytical in his approach and, and uses data quite a bit. And he talks in the interview, and we posted some of the highlights also of that, that interview, sort of the key takeaways um, on our Instagram page. But um, he talks a lot about you know, looking at the data. Uh, expected goals is something that he names quite a bit. But you can look at you know, shots in the box. Um, uh, just shots in general, shots on target, you know, how accurate are these guys? <clears throat> um, are they creating big chances? Do they have big chances created for them? All kinds of stuff to really help you say, all right, um, statistically, uh, you know, with a certain level of confidence, I can say that, that this guy makes sense, um, you know, versus just going off of gut feel. Now, not to say that gut feel isn't important, and certainly the eye test, you know, the infamous eye test of what does this guy look like when I, when I watch him play? Does he look like uh, someone that could, you know, uh, provide a return at any given time, or um, does his team look good? Are they feeding balls into him consistently? Um, you know, you look at someone like Jamie Vardy or Calvert-Lewin this week, they were hardly getting any service at all. Um, so, you know, that certainly doesn't help a striker. You know, um, so you look at that kind of stuff and you can make your decisions based off of that. So anyway, again, 
not a sales pitch, but I would really recommend you. It's a seven day free trial. What you have zero to lose on that. Go to the Let's Talk Soccer Instagram page, click through um, because you know we uh, have a relationship with the fantasy football hub guys in just in all transparency there. Um, but like we've said in the past, we wouldn't steer you guys wrong. This is something that we use. We provide data. So you see us <clears throat> posting it and talking about it. And I'm sure that some of those posts and some of that data has um, helped a bunch of you out there. So anyway, let's um, let's let's look forward then. Oh, actually, I talked about um, some of the top performers this week. Let me hit a few others. So I've mentioned Aubameyang early on. Of course, he had a great one. What do you expect against a Norwich team that is pretty pathetic defensively to begin with, and then they lose, I think it was their two starting center back. So, you know, that just spells disaster for them. But Ings Aubameyang for sure. Of course, Greenwood um, looked fantastic. Um, I think more, definitely more than, than ever this season, I think it is probably time, if you don't already own three um, Manchester United players, I think I think it's worth going for Greenwood. I think he's going to, um, I think he's going to see a lot more starts. He may not start every game, but he will almost certainly come off the bench as he has been. And this guy's been outstanding. So let's do this. Let's look to see for game week 32. Let's see what his stats look like. Okay. So here we go. Where is this guy? Greenwood. All right. So he had, what is this? All right. Played 90 minutes, right? Got the start. <clears throat> he had one shot, one on target, and, of course, um, it was inside the box and went in. Um, he also looked likely to... Uh, had a pretty decent chance of, uh, created some big chances, had a key pass, uh, looked likely to assist as well. So for his price at $4.4 million, hell yeah, you know, all day long I would take that guy. Look at Phil Foden. Um, four shots, three on target, all three from inside the box, had a big chance, uh, scored a goal, Two key passes made by him, had an assist. <clears throat> I mean, this kind of stuff is great. You can really look at this data in real time and not only look at historical performances, but you can start to put together your own picture of, of what these guys <clears throat> look like. So those are some more players that were outstanding to me. Of course, St. Maximin um, had a phenomenal game, a, uh, a hat trick of assists. That guy is great. I know that there's a lot of demand for him. <clears throat> look at these these budget players now, Greenwood, St. Maximin, um, uh, I can't remember his name, Foden. I mean, what a great time um, if you're low on cash to be bringing in some players like this. Um, Spurs did not impress me at all. Um, getting blown out. You know, Sheffield United, who was down three or four of their key players. Um, De Bruyne, another great performance from him. 
Uh, that guy is not leaving our team, barring injury or Pep just saying, you know, I don't play anymore. Just like that, he will stay in our team. So let's talk then about what to do because the, let's see here, the, um, if I can find this, the game week 33 plus deadline is Saturday. So depending on where you live in the world, it sounds like it would be at 6.30 a.m. for um, for us here in the, the eastern side of the uh, United States. So I think that's what, 11.30 a.m. British time. So, you know, you can, you can do the math depending on, on where you live uh, in the world. But um, we have, you know, about 36 hours, almost exactly 36 hours, actually, from the time I'm recording this to making those decisions. So you don't have a lot of time to rest. I would only imagine that um, there will be a number of price changes tonight, uh, probably more increases on notable players than decreases on notable players. So, you know, if you're looking to get Bowden in your team or Greenwood, I would probably start to look at at doing that. Um, who, let's see, captaining is going to be an absolute chore this coming weekend because here we go. So, um, Manchester United are playing against a Bournemouth team that is just bleeding goals. So that's one. Um, you've got Chelsea playing Watford. Watford have been okay defensively, but Chelsea on the attack have been on fire. You've got um, Newcastle against West Ham, and I think all of a sudden St. Maximum could be a fantastic differential option as captain. Um, you've got Liverpool, who coming off of this game will be so pissed, and they're going to take it out on poor Austin Villa, I think. I do think that Salah and Mane will start. Maybe Alexander-Arnold won't. He gets rotated every so often. He may not start. I'll just go ahead and predict that he won't, just for the heck of it. <clears throat> but I do think that Salah Mane will, and I do think that they'll both get on the scoreboard with something against Austin Villa. So, Two more captain options there. Man City uh, on fire uh, on the attack. So, you know, take your pick there. De Bruyne, probably the leading candidate, but Sterling, another great option. Uh, and I think Mahrez will get the start this weekend there, too. So all kinds of, um, you know, you've got three or maybe four options just for Manchester United alone. So, um, and uh, Arsenal will give up, you know, give up some goals too. So, you know, does Jimenez uh, become a captain option too? I'm sure that that he'll rank somewhere in the the top 10 most captain players, for instance. So um, lots to think about there. We are completely undecided. <clears throat> All right. Players to get, or at least to consider maybe. If you look at, and let me uh, use this Opta data here again because I'm so in love with it. Look at just since the restart. I'm doing this live on the air. All right, so um, let's look at shots. We'll sort it by shot. Where is this guy? He was on here. All right, well, maybe that proves or disproves my point. I was looking for 
uh, Aaron Conley because I thought he was going to rank pretty high on here, but he doesn't. So um, we won't worry about that anymore. But if you're looking for a cheap, um, a cheap forward, he's an option. Um, you know, like I said um, earlier, better options for somewhere around the same price. So let's not worry about the Norwich Brighton game so much. Leicester City, you know, man, uh, they play Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace have a pretty staunch defense. <clears throat> so I just don't know. Um, I don't know what to think about Leicester City right now because they should be putting up a decent amount of goals, and they were before the break. And now, you know, Vardy has just, like, he's been on 19 goals for God knows how long. Um, so I would honestly stay away. Something's broken. Now, if you own Vardy, oh, maybe if you've got other fires to put on your team, you know, it's not a must-do that you get rid of him, but, you know, um, you know, he's fairly expensive, and he's just not, like I said, he's not getting the service, and that team is just not clicking the way that it should. Now, defensively, um, I think they're still pretty solid. So Chilwell, Soyuncu, even Johnny Evans, or Justin, maybe Schmeichel in goal against Crystal Palace, I think that's all um, worthwhile. Manchester United against Bournemouth, take your pick from United. You know, defensively, on the attack, um, you know, take your pick. I do think, and it could be this weekend, I do think that the team is going to make a concerted effort to get Marcus Rashford back into his scoring ways. And maybe that comes in the form of a penalty kick. And before you say it, I know uh, Bruno's been on penalty kicks, but somehow he's got to, Rashford has to get his confidence back up. And OGS may may have him take it. It'll probably come from open play, but I do think that Rashford is a legitimate um, captain option this weekend. But you've got <clears throat> him, you've got Bruno, Martial, um, Juan Basaka, De Gea, uh, who else? Um, Slabhead, um, you've got Greenwood, as we've talked about. So, you know, take your pick there. Uh, Wolves against Arsenal. <clears throat> I think Jimenez is still a great pick. Doherty, uh, because of how dangerous uh, a bombing is, especially for Arsenal, I think you know starting someone like Bowley or Sice may be a bit of a mistake. But um, certainly Doherty back there with his uh, attacking threat, I think, is definitely worth a start. Chelsea against Watford. <clears throat> I think Pulisic, and I know that there's been rotation concerns, and that will happen sometimes too, just like it does with Mares. <clears throat> but it's what this guy can do for you when he's on the pitch, and he doesn't need a full game. You look, Mares really should have been credited with a goal tonight. The ball barely touched, I think, Foden's arm as he was being knocked down. So, you know, didn't really advance the ball. Same sort of deal with Kane's first goal tonight. That should have been a goal. How in the world could Lucas Mora? have prevented that from happening. That's That rule is absolutely ridiculous. Um, but it's the rule, and the, the referees have to uphold it. Um, so, um, but I think Pulisic uh, is a great get. I like him better than Willian, personally. 
Um, but that's just me. Um, Burnley and Sheffield United, I think Pope and goal. Um, I think the Sheffield United scoring was <clears throat> quite a fluke, and they just they came to play, and um, Spurs didn't. So, uh, you know, congratulations. Sheffield United earned the win, but I think Pope, as always, has a pretty decent chance of a clean sheet. Um, Newcastle, West Ham, yeah. Uh, St. Maximum, I think, is a great, especially as a fifth midfielder. You know, if you've got, um, you know, just two main strikers and maybe you've got a, a third striker that you like to bench, um, or even, you know, occasionally putting St. Maximum on the bench as your your fifth midfielder, nothing wrong with that. Um, but I think he's a great get, and I still think the Newcastle defense, you know, uh, Fernandez and Lascelles particularly, and uh, even Dubrovka in goal, he tends to get some save points too. Liverpool, Austin Villa, like I said, I think, uh, you know, the two main Liverpool attackers are going to light it up. So I don't think it's the right time to get rid of either Salah or Mane. I would say if you're going to get rid of anybody, honestly, maybe Alexander Arnold uh, or Robertson, to be honest. Um, Southampton, Man City, uh, De Bruyne, the standout option there and a standout option among all options. Um, Sterling, more of a differential, and I think Mares is a great bet this weekend too. And then Spurs, Everton, mm, I don't really like anybody there as a captain option. I just hope as a uh, as a Calvert Lewin owner that he finds the dang back of the net. Man, need that need that guy to uh, start earning his keep for us. So. Um, Transfers that are on our mind, uh, Doherty certainly, uh, despite playing Arsenal, uh, Mares potentially, um, Foden or St. Maximum. Those are really uh, the players on our watch list, so we'll keep you posted on what we decide, and we'll probably decide it tonight, I think. Um, I think that's going to do it. Uh, we will post... Um, our, uh, we'll post all of our captain options, including the differentials on the Let's Talk Soccer Instagram page. We will also post just regular player differentials to keep an eye on. We'll post some data, things like that. So, uh, I think that's going to do it for now, guys. Um, we wish you all the best, you know, nice fat green arrow coming out of game week 33 plus. I think it should be an interesting weekend for sure. Um, and, uh, we'll get back to you guys shortly. So take care, be well, and peace. Goodbye.